Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey chickens, fabulous Adam Richard, uh, back with Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor in Spyfall Part 2. I'm going to try and do it. I'm going to try and get through these before Christmas. Hey, chickens. Fabulous Adam Richard. I'm really hung up about who Leo is. Um, look, I don't know if you've heard the in the last time Lord Victorious episode, I read the Doctor Who magazine clip about um, what Chris Chibnall said about the forthcoming revolution of the Daleks and some guy called Leo. I'm like, who's Leo? Is Leo someone we haven't met? Anyway. Um, oh, by the way, I did get finally to the end of that magazine and they say there's a comic book next week or next week, next month. When is it? 10th of December. Um... So they obviously haven't boned the comic book just for while COVID was on, they turned it off because, you know, everyone, I'm pretty sure everyone at the magazine works from home anyway. Whatever. So, Spyfall, part two, the Doctor is trapped somewhere. We have a recap first. (gasps) How about a recap? Um, That's from my other podcast. (laughs) We have a recap song. In, the, in my Mariah Carey podcast. Um, so the Doctor is trapped uh, in the land of giant dog hairs, um, which she also thought she was miniaturised, to be fair. She thought she was in a liver. And she's like, oh, man, I hate being in a liver. Uh, it's embarrassing. People say, get out of my liver. Um, uh, anyway, she's trapped somewhere. And it's kind of like with the other guys sort of trapped where they are and the Doctor trapped where she is, it feels a bit like the end of the series uh, where the Doctor's in prison, been captured by the Jadoon, um, and she's alone and they're without her. So, you know, although they're on a plane this time. Um, so she has a bit of a chat to herself to prove she's still alive. More foreshadowing. That comes back later. Um <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, the plane is plummeting through the sky. Great special effect, being able to see into the cockpit. Um, Ryan finds a plate bolted to the bulkhead with his name on it and then follows some arrows. Uh, then we hear 
the do- a voice calling out in the doctor's void where she is. Um, and so she goes to find that. Ryan finds a laminated instruction card in the seat back pocket. It looks like, you know, the emergency brace position card, but it's got instructions for how to land a plane. Uh, that has no cockpit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor finds a woman in a bonnet um, <laughs> in her void. I know. Where else are you going to find a woman in a bonnet but in your void? Uh, Ryan plugs his phone into the plane. Like, I hope it's not an Apple because, you know, those plugs just only work in Apples. And I, I can't get the one in my eye. I've got one for my iPad and it never turns on. Like, about, I have to plug it in and unplug it about 12 times to get the iPad to charge. I mean, it's not a real one. I bought it in Hong Kong. <laughs> but come on. Just work, plug. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, the doctor appears on the screen once Ryan plugs his phone in, which so it does work. Uh, and she keeps making jokes to Graham, like, stop talking back to the screen. I can't hear you. Because um, I'm a recording. And she gets Graham to shut the cockpit door, which she does. And then... The Ryan's trying to fly the plane with an app on his phone and Graham slides down the plane. It's very funny. Uh, the woman in the void uh, says she's Ada and she's been in this realm before. She becomes paralysed in the real world and wakes up in this void. Um, and she hears a word in her mind, Kasavin, whatever that means. Um, and at that point, one of them appears. Uh, the, those alien things that are coming through the wall that are all made of glowy light. Um, and Ada says, oh, they're my guardians. Uh, and the doctor's like, oh, this is their realm. I get it. And then she starts asking them if they're in another universe. Uh, and Ada's going to go back. And she's like, come with me. Uh, hold my hand. And they're swallowed by the light creature thing. Um, meanwhile, Ryan, Yaz and Graham are automatically landing the plane. I know, good on them. Um, the master is in his flying house, like the Wicked Witch of the West, in the in the time vortex, uh, and he's got Daniel, Lenny Henry. I've got, I've got to stop whispering, Lenny Henry. Um, he's got <laughs> Daniel Barton on board, Lenny Henry. Uh, and they're looking at that wireframe lady in a box, the one that um, old mate had in his office. Uh, uh, Daniel gets a notification that his plane is about to land. Um, and the master cracks it over the fact that the plane's not crashing and starts bashing the controls of his TARDIS. Oh, mate, careful. Um, He says he's going to drop Daniel off, and the doctor wakes up, and she's, like, tasting the air. She's like, oh, 19th century, early to mid. Uh, Oh, definitely London. I love love that it's, like, top notes of London. Like, (laughs) like... Because remember when she ate the dirt in that episode? And she's like, oh, definitely Norway. Probably one of the fjords. I love it. I love that she can taste the like what the time is. It's so cool. Um, anyway, she's worked out where she is by, you know, having tasting the time. Uh, she gets up, uh, makes like a weird big Victorian speech. The, you know, the apparating man. I mean, lady, apparating lady. Because <laughs> she keeps forgetting. That uh, she's a, a woman now. Um, she also realises she's marooned in the 19th century, which is not great. Uh, and back in the normal time period, uh, Daniel Barton, Lenny Henry, uh, <laughs> goes to his plane. Um, and the guy there's like, oh, there's nobody on board. And can you please let us know if you're going to be landing, you know, automatic planes? Because we need to clear it with the CAA. <laughs> 
Um, the aviation authority have a lot of power. You've got to watch out for them. Like they're more powerful than the banking regulator. I can tell you that for free. Um, a banking regulator never shut any business down. The Australian Aviation Authority, they've shut down at least three <laughs> airlines. Just like, nah, you didn't, you didn't do your safety checks in time. Out of business. <laughs> Either that or... Airlines run at such narrow margins that they could go out of business just by not having a plane on next Thursday, um, which is a concern because they cancel them all the time. Uh, anyway, uh, it's been so long since I got on a plane. Like I used to get on a plane like every couple of weeks and now I'm catching one in a fortnight or so and I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to do this anymore. It's been a year. Uh, it hasn't quite been a year. I went to New Zealand in February. Yeah, we went on Valentine's Day. Um, anyway... <laughs> Enough about my travel plans. Um, so Graham, Ryan and Yaz are hiding in a hangar and they worked out there in Essex and Graham's all excited. He's like, oh, this is my, this is my gaff. <laughs> um, the doctor, meanwhile, explains the plot so far to Ada. Just in case you missed the recap, she tells us everything. Um, <laughs> and then the master turns up and starts shrinking people and it is a really terrifying scene. Like he's quite menacing and threatening. I love Sasha Dwan. Uh And then he tells the Doctor that he gets a buzz from killing right in his two hearts. I'm like, ooh, that is that is some very anti-Doctor business. Um, he wants her to kneel or he's going to kill everyone, so she, so she does. Uh, and then he wants to know how she ended up in the 19th century, which she is thrilled about. She's like, ah, you don't know! Ah! <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Just as she's gloating about him not knowing what's going on and the creatures he's allied with and kind of doing stuff behind his back, Ada shoots at him with a steam gun and then starts throwing home grenades at her. Why they have home grenades at this exhibition, I don't know, but it's hilarious. Um, meanwhile, Daniel Barton, Lenny Henry, turns up in Ryan's phone <laughs> and then points out that they're on a billboard and they're wanted... Uh, and uh, he's in all their phones, so they start smashing them, and Yaz tries to call her family, and then Ryan smashes her phone. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor uh, realises that she is with uh, Charles Babbage, and she's like, oh, that makes you Ada Lovelace. And she's like, no, I made a good <laughs> She's like, oh, that's right, you haven't got married yet. Whoopsie. Um, <laughs> and she's like, you might meet someone nice. Uh, she sees the wireframe lady in the cage. They keep calling it the silver lady, but it looks like a bent coat hanger. So I'm not calling it the silver lady. It seems too nice. Also, I don't want to get confused with silver nemesis. Unless this is meant to cross over. Um, uh, so apparently it projects the Kasavan light alien creatures. And Ada said she had her first paralysis when she was 13. And it happens a lot over the years. And the doctor works out that the Kasavan are spies not only spying in, you know, three dimensions, but they're spying in the fourth, in the dimension of time. So they're spying throughout the, the centuries, I guess. Um, uh, she sonics the wireframe lady and summons a Kasavan. And then she sonics that Kasavan to go into it. And Ada grabs her hand. And the doctor's like, no! Anyway, you'll have to find out what happens next in the next episode. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.